0: Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Corn bread, corn bread, corn Drink it in, man. kool-aid detroit kool-aid drinkers what's going on everybody it's your host Derek Oakery right here on the detroit kool-aid cast talking all things detroit lines as we always do before we get the show rolling let me fill up that glass with detroit kool-aid for you drink it in uh... side of cornbread cornbread gotta make it a double cornbread because today we're talking all things NFL Draft here on the show. Um, you know, not, not a ton of Lions news otherwise. You know, they are they're got their deals done, I think, since the last time we hit record here on the pod. Uh, Marvin Jones coming back to the Detroit Lions. I thought that was a really nice little receiver ad, a total professional, um, you know, a little bit older and, and didn't have a very good year last year in Jacksonville. But a guy that I think can come here, fit in right away. He's got a great attitude, knows how to get open, catch the D ball, things like that. So I was really glad to see that. They also brought back Jalen Reeves-Maben, who is a kind of a depth linebacker and a special teams demon. So I was happy to see that as well. Again, another great guy, great character, all those things you look for. So a couple nice signings, but other than that, just uh, kind of rolling along. You get that first wave of free agency, and then, oh you know, gosh, there's still some really good football players out there. And and the way it kind of works before we get into this draft content today on the show is um, some of these guys are going to wait kind of till after the draft because teams they can, they can what they can get in the draft, and if the guy doesn't fit or they want to spend a resource somewhere else, you can come back right after and maybe pick up some of these good uh, football players that are still out there on the free agent market in the NFL. Um, so you're saying like, what am I going to do today? You guys see me putting out a lot of mock drafts, usually Mondays and Fridays at Derek O'Krie on Twitter. That's D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. You see me sending player takes. You see a um, talk about rankings now, th- there's just so much to get into. I don't even really know where to start, to be honest. And as you guys know, with this pod, I work off a couple bullet points, a couple topics, a couple things I want to get into, and we just see where the show goes from there. So let's uh, let's just start with this, I guess. You know, the draft is three weeks away, basically at this point, which is crazy because I'm and like to me, the draft is my favorite sporting event. Oh. In in the sports calendar year, it's a lot of lead up. You know, you're trying to read up on players. You're trying to watch uh, tape or highlights uh, on YouTube. You are trying to get all the information you can. Again, everybody does it differently. Some people read up. Some people listen to pods. Some people watch the tape. Some people, you know many different ways some some people even just are all about the height weight speed and you know look at all these metrics and numbers and try to figure out who they want to play some people sit on their couch and say oh I watched that guy on a Saturday and he impressed me so the lion should take him or oh that guy's a good football player so just take him with whatever spot Um, and there's just so many different different factors so You know, it's for me, it's such a fun lead up, but then it kind of comes and goes in those three days, you know, and then it's a little bit of review and then it's over with. But uh, the biggest thing I want to remind all the Kool-Aid drinkers and all the fans out there is the NFL draft is the lifeblood of your football team. Like you take a guy in the first round, you have them for five seasons minimum, you know? Yes, of course, they could be a bum and you cut them earlier. Yes, they could be incredible and you could have them for decade plus. but those are five-year deals. Rest the rounds are four. You know, you the money continually goes down dramatically, to be honest, from the second round all the way through the seventh. Um, the later you can find a player, the better uh, when it comes to cost. And um, for, the, for the team, uh, of course, some people think there's only 10 good players, or 20, you know, can't get anybody great in the third round. I mean... There's just so many different approaches out there. But I think, you know, even at the draft from a big-pitcher perspective, it's the kids that are going to be on your team for three, four, five, eight, ten seasons. You know, you got to get this right. And the biggest thing, too, is that it's not a destination for players it's just not now people will tell i mean again at chops and the d will come on here and he'll say you know everybody wants to play for dan campbell and you know we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and i'm i'm all for all that hype but most of the time when these players are picking between here and miami they're going to miami you know if they're picking between here and a place that's going to shell out more money they're going to go to a place that's going to give more money. So Detroit has to get these draft picks right because then not only does the player have to come here, but you can love them up at that point And then they can be a guy that stays, you know, wow. I love Detroit. I love the Lions organization. Like they've been great to me. Well, then great. Stay here and, and let's redo another deal. Right? So I think that the draft is so important on so many levels due to players contract amounts years you don't even have to fight for these guys you just have to get the picks right and they're they're yours for the that set amount of years that set amount of prices and if the guy overperforms, great pay him if he doesn't and after two three years you know this guy can't play get him out (laughs) you know what i mean those are the those are the decisions you make but uh the draft's incredible so i i just encourage anybody that loves the draft loves the nfl loves their football team to just pour into this time because in three, four weeks is going to be over with. Yeah. You're going to be excited about seeing your guy in training camp. Yeah. You might run to the NFL store, even though NFL I still got issues with them having no lions gear and um, you know, no top quality jerseys for us to buy, you know, all the cheapies, but you know, yeah, you're going to want to get some gear if they draft a great player or take a quarterback or whatever, but It's it comes and it goes. And uh, again, who knows how this thing's going to shake out with picks and trades and where some of these players are going to go. So today on the pod, I mean, we're just going to get into it. We're going to try to break down a whole bunch of different things, talk in generalities, dive deep on some of this content, but uh, just kind of continue to get you guys ready and not just today on the show. But next week, the week after, draft day, the day after that. you know, <laughs> Once the draft's over, we're going to recap it. So lots of draft shows coming your way, and I know you guys love that content. So, you know, I guess where we'll start is, uh, again, I've been digging into the draft for uh, many, many years now. Every year I feel like my process gets a little bit better. You know, I tell you guys about the DTO scouting office uh, every year gets better more efficient more data you know i got uh again i got a pretty professional setup here when it comes to uh player magnets the rankings the draft picks order the team needs you know we've got uh, a board i did this year that kind of combines free agency and i'll get the draft guys up there so i can take a quick snapshot look at what some of these teams have done in the off season. So I have a lot of fun with it. You know, again, a a lot of us guys out there, you know, we'll have a man cave and we'll have a, a big TV room or some of you guys love movies. So you'll have a big setup for movies, right? Well, one of the things that I love is the NFL draft. So I've made room in, in my office space to just totally have fun with the draft and NFL players. And it helps me in fantasy football and all the other things that I enjoy. So that's just something, again, I always encourage people find what your favorite things are and then just make time for those, you know, whatever that may be. So I'm, I feel pretty ready to go. I mean, there's still work to be done, still things to get set up. Always going to be tweaking my rankings, but um, definitely feel pretty good about where the DTO scouting office is headed uh, here a, a few weeks out from the draft. Now, when you look at the Lions, it, to me, the first round... Pick at six, pick at 18, already have a young football team, already have premier positions covered. Uh, I was hearing Dan Miller today talk about, and everybody's kind of said this, that Brad Holmes is genius, where he has just attacked the weaknesses of the team, added some depth here and there, whether it be the offensive line with Graham Glasgow or Marvin Jones or picking up a guy like Jalen Reeves-Maben or... getting depth in the secondary of Tracy's Not Ready with a stud like CJ, GJ. And if you missed it on last week's show, I mean, it was just so classic. Uh, Chops combined this drop, which we used to have for DJ Shark. Go DJ! That's my DJ! Go DJ! Yeah! Yeah. Uh, He took that and went Go CJ! That's my GJ! Yeah! That, that was that was it didn't even hit me till later that he dropped that and that's just that's just classic I mean we will have to get that uh mixed up or make that a, a running gimmick here on the show but uh yeah you know, Johnson is a beast you know he could play safety he could play nickel he could play in the slot he'll come up and hit you you could blitz this player he'll tackle um I just love everything about him and he's got the DAWG mentality that you guys know I love so you know, Brad Holmes went and added all these players, so he's just he's just coming in looking at his draft board again. He said they don't have a depth chart in the draft room. He's just looking at his rankings, looking at, uh, as Brad Holmes has said the last couple of years, his buckets of players that he has and picking the best one at the best time for his football team. And I love that. So I feel like the first round is going to have the biggest impact, obviously. Is the most important, obviously, um, but they got to get it right. But the way I always look at the draft is I love the later rounds. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't dig on every player. I don't know some of these, you know, diamonds in the rough, but I do think rounds four, five are just premier places to pick up crazy value, great football players, sleepers, whatever you want to talk about, Um that most people think are just waste. You know, who cares? You never—they're just you know, bums or stiffs. These guys won't even make the team. Four, you know, four, five, and six, but five and six is that sweet spot. But one, two, and three, to me, is really that sweet spot in the draft where you're gonna get—you're hoping to get starters. You're hoping to get studs. I mean, there's so many good football players that have been taken in the third round. The Lions got Jonah Jackson in the third round. He's been a beast on the offensive line. You know, the second round is probably my favorite round in the NFL draft. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to round one, the first round. Like, what are the Lions going to do at six? This is the big question. The, the The crazy part is there's so many machinations, there's so much talk about it. We're sitting at six. There are only five football players that will go before the Lions select. To me, all these mocks, all this stuff you're hearing... Pretty much set. You feel like it's going to be quarterback one, two, three feels like it's going to be traded by the Arizona Cardinals Four, hopefully somebody coming up to get a quarterback. Now we're at pick four and no offensive or defensive players have went off the board for the Colts. If they stay there, I feel like that's another quarterback position right there. So now we're at five and Lions fans are going to boo who and say, oh, we could have done this. We we missed it by one pick. If they take Will Anderson, that's okay. You know, do I want Will Anderson? Yes. Have I heard people say, "Oh, I don't know if Will Anderson's really that good. He's just kind of ho hum at this end here." Please, no. Like, you know, that's just people overthinking it, trying to you know dumb down some of these players. Pretty obvious to me that Will Anderson is the best defensive player in this draft. He's a great kid, comes from a great family. Get after the quarterback. All those things you look for. So, yes, it would be disappointing if he goes five. But, to me, that still leaves Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter. Again, if those quarterbacks all go, we won't have to... Even consider the Anthony Richardson. Should you take him? Should you pass? The corners will be there. Want to beef up an already strength. You could go with Skronsky from Northwestern, who I've dubbed on the show, the Skronk. You know, everybody's talking about Kalijah Kansi now, maybe being all the way up at the pick at six. I don't know if I love that. A lot of you out there. I mentioned you earlier. Want to take Bijan Robinson, no matter what, either at six or eighteen? Why? Well, he's a good football player. He's talented. I agree with both of those, but he's a running back, and the Lions have two good running backs right now. But okay. DeAndre Swift's always hurt, and we're not going to keep him. Well, he's here now, right? <laughs> so I don't see how you add three backs. Basically, just get rid of a guy with Swift's talent to upgrade however much you want to say Bijan would be an upgrade. The Lions went out and they got their Bijan. They went and got David Montgomery, who's a big back, he can catch, he can pass protect, he can break tackles, he can score in the red zone, he can, you know, rack up yards with this type of offensive line. Like, I think that's already been addressed. I had to tell somebody on Twitter like Bijan Robinson on my Lions board, he's off, bro, he's off. I mean, does that sound familiar? Probably when Chop said this to me. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the Goff f- train. You're off, bro, you're off. And I'm not gonna use the explicative that Chop did or at least that I manipulated that sound bite into sounding with the uh, beep that I may or may not have put in there uh, myself. Um. Deshaun Robinson, he's off, bro. He's off. He's off my board. Not because he's bad. Not because I don't like the player. Not because I don't think he'll be good in the NFL. But because the Lions have already pretty much addressed that. And I just don't see them doing it. So, again, getting back to my point with this first pick. We haven't even... i got so much to talk about. I'm at six here. And the way I have it set right now is if those quarterbacks went and then will anderson went to me i'm taking tyree wilson the edge from texas tech i like his logo long go-go gadget arms i like the kid i i just like about him from a physical perspective his length his uh, highlights where he's just snatching quarterbacks, you know, and dragging them to the ground. People will tell you he didn't have the stats or, and yeah, he was hurt. He had a foot injury and and whatnot. But he's he's got everything you look for, in my opinion, and uh, would just be a nice guy to add to what we already have, you know. A lot of you out there screaming about, well, what about Jalen Carr? He's the best player in the draft, you know. I'm taking him over Tyree. Where I'm at right now with that is Jalen Carter is losing tiebreakers when it comes to me right now. He's not off my board. He's not like, hey, I'm not going to consider him. He's, if it's him and Tyree, I'm taking Tyree. If it's him and Anthony Richardson, I'm taking Anthony Richardson. If it's him and the Lions wanted to add an offensive lineman, which I don't think they'll do, I'm taking the Scronk over Jalen Carter right now. But if a Multiple of those players are gone. And I look at my board and Jalen Carter's the best player and there's nobody that kind of is even I'm taking Jalen Carter at that point. Cause there's not a tiebreaker or a guy that I like about the same. That's safer. That's kind of where I'm at with that football player. I personally love you guys. See always in my mocks that I take Kalaj Jakansi at 18. I see him at six. I mean, this is a guy I still have concerns about when it comes to length, size. Uh, I saw a couple interviews with him. He seems like a f- fun, good dude, but he seems kind of like a chubby fella that loves candy, and that I don't know if he's going to be a dominant NFL pro. It didn't, it didn't feel that way to me. But I, I don't need an absolute game. You know, all pro everything at 18 like I do at 6. You know, the the Tyree Wilson body build and mentality and the the prospect he is feels like a guy at 6 where Cansey doesn't feel like the top 5, 10 type player to me. You know, that's getting a lot of buzz recently. And, and like I said, I already debunked the Bijan. I don't care if you think he's the best player in this draft. You cannot take him at 6. You can't. Doesn't make sense financially. Doesn't make sense with the Lions roster. Can't go there. Um, Skronsky to me doesn't make sense anymore either because you have already a stud offensive line that you're paying like top. What, what it would be like? Number two in the entire league, I think it is, uh, as far as what money they have committed to the offensive line. You still have to pay Jonah Jackson next year. You're really going to have to pay for a guy like Panay Sewell. Um, So I, I just really couldn't see it. My, I I know I advocated it before they got Glasgow and before they started talking up how Vitae being okay, because I thought you could put him at right guard and then when Penne flips to left, because I mean I see them moving on from Taylor Decker in the next year or two. I know Taylor Decker always has a burr under saddle. He doesn't like anybody to talk about him. He'd you know, thinks he's an all-pro, all-league. I've stuck up for the guy, what, going back like three, four years on this pod. I was a man, Taylor Decker's a good football player. Pay Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker is, you know, a, a good left tackle. But uh, he's not getting any younger, and A Sewell is a dominant beast that I think needs to be over there for the next decade here at some point. So... The skronk doesn't make a ton of sense to me either. so. But I pretty much know I'm sitting at six. I'm either getting Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, or a quarterback. So I know I talked about it for 10 minutes, but that's because it's the most important pick at six. But I know I'm getting one of those players, or at least have the opportunity to. I would assume Brad Holmes is getting one of those players. Now, when you get down to 18. I kind of talked through some of those scenarios already, in my opinion, unless you take Jalen Carter, which then puts interior defensive tackle kind of off your radar. Hansi's my guy at 18. I would love Witherspoon at 18. I'm good with Gonzalez, too, at 18, even though I said I don't know if he has the DAWG mentality. He's tall, he's fast, he gets after the football, does all those things you look for. And at 18, too, I think you can get a little crazy. If Smith and Jigma's on the board, I'm considering it. If Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU, is on the board, I'm considering it. But uh, I'm going to get two dominant football players at 6 and 18. I, I, People will talk about, oh, we trade up all these picks to get to 3. I mean... Love the dream of Anthony Richardson, but I'm not really in the mode of giving up everything to go get him and then hope that he maximizes his ridiculous athletic potential. I do love potential though. Um, (laughs) And then trading down, like I, I know people think that, Oh, you know, if this guy's not there or if I don't love, I've just trade down. I mean, you have to have somebody to trade down with. And I've always said this, look at the teams in the nfl they'll have anywhere from seven to like 10 to 12 picks you're not going to trade down a draft where you already have a boatload of picks especially in the top 100 to get more picks where are those football players going to go you don't have room for those guys on your roster there's no minor league there's no league you can send these guys to and say we'll get you next year they have to be on your team so just you just can't trade for. I see some of these mock drafts. People have like 15 selections or 12 selections, and that's just not where the lions are right now. So I don't see a big trade down from Brad Holmes either. I feel like his trade up last year to get JMO was one of his big moves. I don't see a big move. I see kind of a stick and pick type mentality in this draft been known to love players and I love this guy. I got to go get him or I'm going to move up from second and third round to go get somebody in the late first. I mean, that's a that's a possibility cuz Brad Holmes loves and knows his guys that fit and he goes and gets him and that's that's a good thing. But I talked about this on a previous show too, position value. I don't see the lions at 6 and 18 and even as you move down this draft moving off um, Premier positions that I call them, which is quarterback, edge, corner, wide out, interior defensive line is down on my list. I know you look at the Lions roster and you're like, oh, you know, we need a pass rusher um, next to a lean. We need, th-. I mean, some NFL people will tell you that's super important because they're so close to the quarterback, I'm always going to take an edge player over that. I'm, I value wide receivers more than interior defensive tackles. I need people that can cover. I'm always going to take a stud corner before I take a big, nasty dude in the middle of my defense and the Lions already have some of those guys on their roster. You know, um, when you're talking about bugs, Aleem, some of the other cats that can move inside outside type of thing. So I, I think Keeping those top position, premier position, position values are important. Did you hear me talk about running back? No. Did you hear me talk about a safety? There's no good safeties in this draft that are worth these premier picks. you hear me say tight end? No, because it's not a position of value. You're going to take all those other spots that I talked about before you consider the non-premier spots. Why? Based on the contracts that you're getting these guys at. Based on the Lions showed you last year that they don't value tight end at this high level. If there's a freak player there that they love, they will take them. But they're willing to move on from T, J, Like Then they don't think that's very important on their team to have that type of player. They could probably find a guy later that can do what they need to, which are those red zone plays, which are a blocker, which are guys that are, can sneak out on different routes. I mean, that's more what they're looking for than some of these mocks you see. And unfortunately, my girl, Cynthia Fre- uh, Freeland, on the NFL Network, had uh, the Lions taking Kincaid, who has back issues now, even though I, I do like the player. She had them taking, you know, Corner something at 6. It's like, gosh, can you imagine getting out of the first round, taking like a Witherspoon at 6 and then taking a Dalton Kincaid at 18? Oh, no thank you. Um, But anyway, I'm getting off track here. I got to get our great sponsors in. I want to say a quick shout to this guy. I even made a sound drop for him. Notorious Notorious D-E-T, you know, both myself and, uh, Chops ended up working with him and, and doing that grit shirt promo. We gave a, uh, grit shirt out to one of our loyal, uh, listeners that won the, uh, random drawing that Chops helped do. And, uh, at Notorious underscore D-E-T, um, hook that person up with a grit shirt and, uh, really appreciate that. So thanks, man. <laughs> DET, please go check out his store. He's got tons of cool Lions gear and uh, all types of other stuff and uh, just a great guy in general. He's a cool dude and uh, putting out some great creative content, which I respect and appreciate. So I just wanted to say that before we get our commercial sponsors in here. So I know I spent a lot of time on that first pick. I know I talked a lot, but uh, first two picks are going to be important. After the break, I'll talk more about rounds two and three, uh, maybe even give you some combo meals of things I've been seeing in those first three, four um, selections for the Lions. And uh, we'll just be talking all things, everything, all day, every day, NFL draft here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Everybody, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. now detroit kool-aid what's going on kool-aid drinkers thank you so much for listening to our sponsors are really happy to be uh, partnered up with spotify a huge platform for us and the show as i always tell you guys Thanks to your loyal listenership, as well as the loyal, diehard Detroit Lions fans, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers, as I affectionately call them here on the show, um, support this team and tell how hype you guys are about it because the show's always been growing, but it's grown leaps and bounds with all the great signings by this team, the way they finished the last couple seasons, the draft coming up. Um, expectation to win the nfc north and do damage in the playoffs that's all very exciting stuff um, and really exciting for me because i mean gosh i've been a die, die hard, crazy lions fan for a while now and yeah man i didn't i didn't see the previous playoff win i didn't see any i didn't, wasn't in the, in the mix i wasn't drinking that detroit kool-aid at that point you guys know what it is Drink it in man uh... There was no cornbread in the oven at that point. Corn b- Cornbread But uh I'm here now and uh winning at a high level, seeing a home playoff game, seeing a victory, making a run in the playoffs and hey Again, you wanna show it's gonna hype it up. Like there's no reason the Lions can't win the whole damn thing. There really isn't, so Um, that's all very exciting so good time uh talking uh talking draft here in the front part of the show again i'm doing a solo show today but the plan is to hopefully do a pod with at joey sports guy talking draft before we get there i know chops will be back on uh talking draft talking lions football plan is for me and logan to make some time as uh Logan Lamarandir from Sports Illustrated all lines me and him love talking football and especially NFL draft when we when we both can make time for it so see how much we can fit in in the next few weeks but You know, speaking of this show, I I don't want to get on any side tangents. I know you don't want to hear about my day. You don't want to hear about my family. You don't want to hear what the weather's like outside. You don't want to hear me grumble about some nonsense. You want to talk about football. You want to hear about the NFL draft. And that's what I'm here for today um, because that's what I want to talk about too. So, you know, I spent a lot of time just on the first round, those first two picks. But, gosh, with the Lions, you know, they got this – pick that was forfeited by the Dolphins so you hear some people say well Lions have 48 they have 49 you know what I mean like there's going to be some variance there on the number just because of do you count that forfeited pick do you not but the Lions basically are 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 there at you know 48 49 and then you know they're they're back up at 54 55 whatever you want to call it in the second round so that's um that's very exciting those are two really premier picks um getting that extra second rounder for TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I think it's going to pay tremendous dividends. If you go, guys go back, you can pull up my tweets. When they made that trade, I said I love the value. I said wait until they get that second-round player and then a third-round player next year. Um, we're going to love what the Lions get long-term rather than having to pay Mr. Hawkinson, like, uh, what, 10 plus $12 million, whatever he ends up getting, on a long-term deal. And the guy played great for Minnesota. Don't get me wrong. But before he even touched on that field, I I liked that trade. I still like it. We're going to continue to like it. And then the lions have a third round or two in that uh, in the early eighties there. So, uh, you know, with those picks, I think you're looking for how does the board fall, you know, um, let it fall to you. um, As their quote unquote needs um, things that they might want to beef up or guys they have targeted, but the alliance would just stay patient and you're looking at five starters there you know five picks in the top 85 those guys are gonna i mean the nfl is not one of these leagues like the nhl where you draft a guy and you stash him for multiple seasons over in some other country and then you forget you even have him by the time he gets back no the nfl you take a guy he's probably going to be counted on you know right away to help your team and Sometimes I think that's a little ambitious because, you know, we as fans and people that watch it just think, oh, whoever they took in the third round, if they don't start from day one and they don't, you know, catch my eye, it's a bad pick. No, a lot of these guys need time. They need to come along and they also depends where your team is. You know, you could make a great third round pick that maybe has to sit behind a vet for a little bit, but when he gets his opportunity... If he balls out and then he's good for the next however many years for your team, it's, it's a great selection. So I, I, it's, it's very hard to project guys right now. Um, but again, those positions that I mentioned, you know, I know people in that second round and if I give you some combo meals here, I'll put them in there, but I know you guys all have second round, just like linebacker, linebacker, linebacker lines, linebacker lines. Why don't, why don't the lines ever get a line? Lines need a linebacker. like, the right player is there and 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 they want to do so just don't be surprised if they continue to ignore that position i think they weigh it very heavy i think they like some of the guys they have they're very high on just taking a linebacker with that first second round pick you know jack campbell fans out there um but you know, it to me it's a position they could add to, of course. You know, I feel like that. I feel like they could probably use another safety. They take a tight end if somebody fell, that was crazy value there in the top uh second round. But the more premier spots again that they can fill with multiple guys. I know you guys think we're set at edge rusher, but I can never have enough edge rushers. I can never have enough corners. Never have a good enough quarterback, you know, that both now and in the future. Uh, my football team so those are kind of the main spots that i would key on if they're there but I have to let the board fall to you you have to um, kind of be patient you have to select good players and and again the lions have interviewed these guys they know they're medical sometimes even the things we take for granted like at the combine where they get the measurements they actually get to see the body composition of these guys like the nfl is a rough game man so They know who's been in the weight room. They know who has a great football mentality. They have enough information to figure out if these guys are going to be great fits in their locker room. I I don't have all that information, but here's some guys, you know, from rounds one to three. My real short list of guys on both sides of the ball that I've sort of targeted of guys that I'm very interested in. Again, this could go all the way from their first pick at six, all the way down. I'll just ramble them off quick. So. Uh, you know, of course, Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson are two guys I want. Uh, Anthony Richardson's there at six. I'm, I'm, I'm personally taking him. I don't know if the Lions will. I talked about Skronk. I've got Smith and Jigba on my board. Addison, Quentin Johnston. Darnell Wright is an offensive tackle, maybe to place him into your guard that's getting some buzz that I, I like him too. So uh, the Lions love him. I could see them taking him if they want to bullseye offensive line. I like Broderick Jones, the off, big offensive tackle from Georgia. I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they took him, you know, Hendon Hooker, um, get him in round late round two. That would be tremendous. You know, nobody knows where he's going to go. Uh, Zay Flowers is a player I like, but not necessarily, you know, at 18. So let's say if he fell out of the first round, you know, he's a consideration for me. Josh Downs is a player I like. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's a crazy speed wide receiver. Tanner McKee, you guys have seen me put him on there. I mean, some of my mocks, I'm getting him in the late second, third round. I think he's a quarterback with some tools. You'd have to bring him around the right way. Nathaniel Dell uh, Tank Dell, the wide receiver. He's like a slot. He scored a lot of touchdowns, but he's only like what five, five, hundred and seventy pounds or less. um Speed guy though. Somebody that can, is a. I I heard this last week too that Tank Dell's a crazy route runner, and uh, that surprised me. I th- I found him more as a speed guy, but if he's a route runner and you look at his stats, I mean, gosh, I've been taking him at some great values. Osiris Torrance, I, I saw a couple interviews with him recently, the big old offensive guard from Florida. Love that kid. He had a lot better head on his shoulders than I thought you know, uh, previously. And then Dalton Kincaid has slipped down my board because of his back concerns, back injury concerns, but um, love the football player. 6'4", 240 plus, really good flex, you know, pass catching type tight end. Those are my offensive guys that are just sort of In the mix, I think, for the Lions, uh, based on where they fall and where you might want to take them. When you look at defense, I mean, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, we all talked about earlier. Miles Murphy's kind of my wild card. Where's he going to fall? Nolan Smith, or as we like to say on the show, Nolan Smith. um, One of my favorites. I love his mentality on and off the field. I would love it if the Lions took him, just depending. Can you get him at 18? I don't know. Kalijah Kansi, Lucas Van Ness, I started to like a lot based on his uh, makeup and and what maybe the Lions like in a football player. Uh, Brian Brise, I feel like, has come back up into that middle of the first round category, maybe late, maybe early second. Who knows where he'll go. You got the kid from Northwestern. I'm going to try the name. Tommy, Atabaware, you know, he's climbing, who knows where he'll go. Brian Branch, I like a lot. Trent Simpson, Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, Keon White, the interior five technique from Georgia Tech. My guy, Jamie Robinson, safety, heat-seeking missile, I like to call him from Florida State, Mozzie Smith. Antonio Johnson, the safety, uh, hard-hitting guy from Texas A&M. Jordan Battle, Will McDonald, Sidney Brown, Noah Sewell. Uh, again, those aren't in, like, a crazy order. And I actually have two other huge lists of offensive and defensive targets. But to me, those are kind of anywhere from rounds one to the bottom of round two, round three type guys that just have to be on Lions fans' mind, you know? again. Is Keon White gonna be there uh, at, with their first pick in the second? Probably not. You see him in a lot of first round mocks, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it crazy. He could be, you know, they could take him at 18 for for all I know. You know, just a, there's a lot of machinations and things that could happen. But those are just guys. Again, like I put a Noah Sewell at the bottom of that. I mean, again, he's not going necessarily in those top three rounds, but he's just a He's just a guy I got on my on the back of my brain. I will see where it makes sense. You know, is he last all the way till the Lions pick in the one sixties? If so, I mean, gosh, I I would like to get him there probably more than Jack Campbell at, at the early mid forties. You know, that's kind of how I how I value things. And you just you really don't know where these guys are going to end up. So you kind of have, as Brad Holmes likes to say, a bucket of players. <laughs> Um, you could tell. Here, here's a quick thing, and I think I've said this or i probably tweeted it before, but my favorite thing about Brad Holmes is, and the reason I know he knows the draft, he knows guys he loves, and he also knows when to take them, is if you look back at that video the Lions did, Hila hamp kept saying, what about receiver, you know, and he kept saying, wait, I got this kid, St. Brown from USC. He knew he didn't have to take him in round two. He knew he probably didn't have to take him in round three, but he knew when he got to the top of that fourth round, somebody was probably going to come get this kid, and he did. He went and got him, and that's paid off in spades. So also, when he talks about the buckets of players, I feel like he's identified. You see all those meetings they have with their scouts, and I feel like Brad Holmes has sat there and said, talk to all his scouts and guys okay who do you guys love who who are guys that fit us you know it's not always you know these crazy rankings you see they don't go just on talent talk through these players and say like man this guy's super talented but he doesn't fit our locker room he doesn't fit what we're looking for in a interior defensive tackle well he doesn't make our first second round bucket then you know when it comes to what we're looking for or Or that type of player. Brad Holmes might not even have a tight end in his first couple buckets. But he might have two or three of them later. Which means, uh, I don't know how Brad Holmes does his buckets. Whether it's position based or it's, you know, gosh, these are players we love at six. And only players in that bucket will he take at six. Same with 18. Or maybe he does it by position where here's our, our top positions and here's the players that we consider our guys and has them ranked accordingly and just takes them based on that so i i feel like he has a good system because when you have buckets of players and you have people that fit what you're looking for um no positions of because i'm sure he takes into consideration like positions of need football character talent impactful guys like I said premier positions like he probably takes all those factors and if you fit all those you make it in that bucket and um, then he just waits to see how the draft goes I mean he had pen a in that bucket but didn't know if he was going to get to him and when he did I mean it's a top player he loved the guy take him you know he's had to be tremendous and I think that's a great way to draft as well as a great way to not be stuck to one guy or two guys and also let Keep your options open. I mean, gosh, you might get to 18 and there's so many guys still in your bucket of guys you love, that's when you trade out, you know? Trade back however many spots we're still gonna get a guy we love and get some extra assets. Well, great, that's the best case scenario. So I think he's really smart to do that And, and again for me it just sort of by the time the draft comes, I'm gonna have my quote unquote targets, but I'm not saying I have to have this guy at 48 i'm gonna say let's get to that draft spot and see who's there and then try to make the best selection if there's no trade opportunities or or stuff like that so um definitely confident in brad holmes and dan campbell and uh what they're doing so speaking of buckets I mean, gosh, I, I don't go to KFC anymore, but some of you out there might. I mean, what do you do when you go to KFC? You, you get a bucket and you, you get a combo. You know, they probably have like a, a number two combo, which is the big bucket with the uh, two sides or whatever, and crispy non-crisp. Like, you guys have seen me do the shows, and I may have to do a whole pod where I just talk about combo meals, but here we're talking about combo meals for the NFL draft. So I just threw a couple together off top of my head that are – ones that I feel like I'm getting in a lot of mocks or that could be possible for the Lions. And uh, Combo Meals is trying to, how are these first four or five picks going to play out? And what positions can I fill? You know, somewhat realistically with who might be there and, and what mix, what combo meal is the most delicious. I mean, the first one I came up with was Tyree Wilson at six, Devin Witherspoon slipping at 18, um, all your guys' guy out there, I like him, I don't love him. Jack Campbell with that first, second round pick. And then if he was there, he's getting first round buzz. Some people talk about him in the third. PFF likes him, they don't like him. You know, it's depending. Could you get Hendon Hooker as your future quarterback option with that second, second round pick? I mean, to me, that would be a nice, delicious. Combo meal for the Detroit Lions. I mean, wash it down with some of that Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. Drink it in uh... My next combo, if you're pulling up to the drive-thru, you know, combo, uh, give me a number two. Number two in the scenario would be you get fortunate, you get Will Anderson at six. You sit there, hope, and, and, and either you get him at 18 or maybe you bump up, whatever it is. Would love Kalaja Kansi at 18. Now you feel the penetrating into your defensive tackle. You have another edge player. to, uh, Gosh, just to team up and just to dominate with, uh, you know, unleash Hutch. Drink it in now. Uh... Unleash Hutch. Exactly. I mean, don't you think so, Dan Campbell? Unleash Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. Exactly. Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson would be special. So you, you get those two players up top. You're feeling real good about your pass rush, your d- defensive line as a whole. You come back in with your first pick in the second round. You take Henley, the, gosh, oh, I like an outside linebacker, coverage linebacker, which I don't feel like the Lions had a good coverage linebacker in a long time. Um, you take a kid like that. Again, I've seen him late, you know, early third, late second. I wouldn't mind taking him with that first, second-round pick. And then this kid who was on Good Morning Football, which I love, and some people on Twitter told me, oh, he can't play. He's not a scheme fit. This is a press corner, a guy that said he's ready to take over the NFL and show everybody what he can do. And that's Garrett Williams, the cornerback from Syracuse. If I can get him with my second, second second-round pick, and beef up my coverage players, but not have to use six or 18, or even my first, second rounder on a corner, that would be a tremendous combo meal, in my opinion. I mean, drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Uh... My third combo meal. I mean, gosh, we're, we're doing way more ordering than you ever should at the old fast food joint, which I don't recommend, but every blue moon, it is delicious. Um, combo number three that I threw together, that started off with the skronk at number six. Just solidify your O-line for years to come. Then I'm getting crazy, and I'm coming back at 18 and taking Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. I mean, I'm doing that, but I still, I mean, still and always will believe this. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> <laughs> State is vanquished. Exactly. But I like his talent. Again, you can go Smith and Jigbo. You can go Quentin Johnston at that point. You know, whatever. We're just taking another freaky receiver. So now we got... And this is something I'll, I'll probably talk about on a, another show as well. Look at the good offenses in the NFL. They have three wide receivers. Like, top guys. And again, right now the Lions have... Amon Ra And... Hashtag JMO fast because he's hashtag JMO fast and that's Jameson Williams. And you could say, yeah, they have the serpent of death. Um, Josh Reynolds, big smooth, but gosh, I love Josh Reynolds as my four. You know what I mean? And if you get a uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you get a Quentin Johnston and uh, get a Jordan Addison. I mean, gosh, now you have three top guys none of them you're paying $20 million to like some of these other teams that have paid these wide receivers. And that's when you're really hard to guard. In my opinion, if you have one, lots of teams seem like they could take that away. You have two. Okay. Now we have like a problem of trying to sort these guys out. You have two outside guys and a guy like St. Brown in the slot. Yeah, that's, that's very hard to deal with. So that's why I would consider that at 18 as a, a top wide receiver type prospect first pick in the second round gosh get give me give me Simpson or Drew Sanders and i'm kind of split on the players Drew Sanders to me is a blitzing linebacker leader you know Run and tackle type player, whereas Trenton Simpson to me is more like a freak athlete, weight room guy, but also an outside backer, which I actually value more for this Lions team than I do a old school middle linebacker. Like I feel like Jack Campbell is more of that that sort. And then to finish up this combo meal, can I give me a side of Jamie Robinson, the the safety, the nickel, the blitzer, the heat seeking missile? From Florida State. Drink it in, man. Uh... <laughs> I got one more combo meal for you guys, and then I got to get up out of here. Let's go with this combo meal. Give me a number four, and that's gonna start out with my first main entree, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. <laughs> um, gosh, I just, I just love this player. I mean, he has size, he has strength, he has a cannon. He's athletic. He seems smart. He wants to be the best. He's at the most important position in all of sports. I mean, he die say anymore. Again, let's get a little kooky. We went quarterback. I've told you all show the Lions aren't gonna do this. But at eighteen, they go straight up BPA, best player available, best talent. Eijan. Robinson. You're walking out of the first round with Anthony Richardson and Bijan Robinson as football players. You come back in the second round. You take the kid out of Northwestern. You heard me do the name earlier. You know who he is. You know, freaky athlete. You can move him inside. You can move him outside. Add to your D-line. Add to your quarterback pressure rush. And then how about this pick with my last pick in the second round to finish out my combo meal? What if Keely Ringo is there? I really have liked his mentality in a couple interviews. You could tell me he's not fast enough. You could tell me he's not done do this well. Hey, I think if you can get him at that type of value, that's another nice corner, a guy that I think would fit in this culture really well. I mean, that's a combo meal that's spicy uh, and interesting as well. Drink it in man. Cornbread. Cornbread. Everybody. I could literally sit here and talk NFL draft for another two hours, three hours, whatever it may be. But uh, I try to keep these shows 40 minutes to an hour again. (laughs) uh, We're probably going to do some marathon shows, which you guys have loved as well, but I try to do that. You can listen on your drive to work, you can listen at the gym. Uh, wherever you listen to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I'm just so thankful and it's so fun to talk ball. So this is pretty much a straight football show. I mixed in a few sound bits here and there for you, but uh, I will have some guests coming up. I probably will do a couple more solo shows. I probably will have the mic on when the NFL draft starts on Thursday, April 27th, just a few weeks away. I cannot wait. Everybody, drink it in, get hype. The Lions are the most exciting team in all of football. And I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. Wow. 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 Yeah, I understand I got it in my head, dude. Wha- you don't get to join the f*** <laughs> off train. You're off, bro. You're off. I don't hate him. I don't. Don't hate the player. Hate the team. Houston, we have a problem. Rodrigo! Unleash Hutch. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Drink it in, man. Pack the back, start the playing. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in.